We are just a little over two weeks from opening day, which means the Orioles have about two weeks at this point to finalize their opening day roster. So today, for the third time this offseason, I take my crack at predicting the Orioles opening day roster. That's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, I'm going to be predicting the Orioles opening day roster. It is opening day roster prediction 3.0 for me here on Locked On Orioles this offseason have done two already and you're going to notice there is a few changes here in part three due to some news some injury word we've gotten and other things as the Orioles go through camp in Sarasota so I'll break down the 13 hitters the 13 pitchers and then what a lineup a rotation and a bullpen could look like as the Orioles head to Boston on March 30th for opening day but that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast which is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game. So let's jump right into it here. Opening day roster prediction 3.0 for the Orioles here in 2023. I've done it twice already this offseason time trying to predict the 26 players the Orioles will take north to Boston for opening day on March 30th. And I got to say my first two predictions were fairly similar. Couple more differences coming up here in 3.0. So let's start with the hitters. I feel like Orioles beat writers feel like and I think most Orioles fans feel like it's fairly easy to predict the 13 hitters that the Orioles will put on the roster at this point. I get that there may be some sort of, quote, backup first base competition that continues to be talked about. A lot of these minor league signings and waiver claims are fighting for what could be a final bench spot. But unless one of them just continues to mash and really mash over the final two weeks or so of spring training, and there's a big struggle or an injury to someone currently on the Orioles bench... I think the 13 hitters, barring injury from anyone else, are set for the Orioles' opening day roster. I think there's 10 locks right now. I think it's the same 10 locks that it's been for a while. The two catchers are locked in with Adley Rutschman and James McCann being his backup. Then you've got Ryan Mountcastle, Ramon Arias, Jorge Mateo, Adam Frazier, and Gunnar Henderson all locked in in the infield. And then Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and Austin Hayes all locked in in the outfield. I don't think anyone would argue that those 10 players are going to be on the Orioles' opening day roster. The questions swirl about the final three spots, and they would all really be mostly bench spots, although all these guys are going to play this year. But I think the consensus, and it's a consensus because I agree with it too, is that Kyle Stowers, Taryn Vavra, and Ryan McKenna will be those final three position players that make the team. I just think Stowers gives you a left-handed power bat in the outfield, which the Orioles wouldn't otherwise have. I think McKenna gives you that perfect pinch runner defensive replacement 
and a guy who can really play center field if you need Mullins to take a day off, and a guy who can hit lefties in the lineup as well. They don't really have that elsewhere in the lineup and on the team. And Taron Vavra gives you a lot of versatility. Yes, his main position is second base, but he can also play third as he's done this spring training. He can play left field, he can play right field, and he can play some first base for you in a pinch, which helps him in that kind of backup first base territory here. And with Vavra, he's a left-handed hitter. He's patient, hits the ball the other way. He's a different kind of hitter than the O's have on this team. Now, they did bring in Adam Frazier, who is kind of similar to Taron Vavra. But I think Vavra could even be more versatile defensively than Frazier is, although Frazier's probably a better defender. I think Vavra can play more positions, which helps the Orioles. So you look at those 13, and it's hard to pull anyone out. Yes, O's fans would love if Joey Ortiz or Jordan Westberg could make this team. I mean, they were probably the only two prospects that really had a shot coming into spring training. It helps that Joey Ortiz is already on the 40-man roster, was put there in November, but we haven't seen him much. Turns out we learned late last week he got hit in the head by a ground ball and is currently in concussion protocol, so that's why we haven't seen him in a few days in a spring training game. So hopefully he can at least get healthy and, and be ready for the AAA season to start. And then Jordan Westberg's come up with some nice... Extra base hits, he's hit the ball hard, he, he made a really nice defensive play on Saturday. But, you know, coming into play Saturday, or Sunday, excuse me, he was only 6 for 23, and you're not going to look that, that deep into spring training stats when making your roster. And he's also not on the 40-man yet. He's going to start in AAA as well. So really the only other guys that have a chance are those final bench spot options. And I think your options at this point, after we've, you know, seen some some roster cuts, and maybe maybe there's five. Josh Lester, Ryan O'Hearn, Lewin Diaz, Franchi Cordero, and Nomar Mazzara would be the five guys who have somewhat of a chance. Now, you have different spots for these guys this spring training. Let's start with Nomar Mazzara, who I think out of those five guys I just named has the lowest chance of making the roster. Now, he has the most time defensively in the outfield of these guys, which gives him a little more versatility, but he's not a good outfielder. And heading into play Sunday, he was two for 18 in spring training. He hasn't been playing as regularly as the other guys have. I would think his deal probably has an opt-out if he doesn't make the team. I don't see Nomar Mazzara playing for the Norfolk Tides. I think he becomes a free agent after spring training here and catches on with somebody else. Next up is Josh Lester. I think he has the lowest ceiling out of any of these five guys as a big league player, but he's also produced pretty well in spring training. Now, a lot of his hits have come later in games against, you know, more, more so AAA arms than big league arms, but he's still hitting. I don't think he's going to make the team, but he can play first and third base, which helps the Orioles. He has played a lot of third base. But what I would like to see from Lester, I would like to see him stick around and be in Norfolk this year just as depth because he has looked solid in spring training. Then you have the other three guys who have a chance. Ryan O'Hearn, Lewin Diaz, and Franchi Cordero. These are all stats entering Sunday. O'Hearn was 9 for 19, continued to hit, had the walk-off grand slam last week. Lewin Diaz, 5 for 16, but Brandon Hyatt has talked multiple times about how impressed he is with Diaz defensively at first base. And word is around the game, and eye test tells you Diaz might be the best defensive first baseman in all of baseball right now. And all Franchi Cordero's done is, you know, going into play Sunday, he was 10 for 21. He's hitting 455. And yeah, he's got five strikeouts to no walks, and it's a very small sample size, but he's hitting the ball, and he's trying to push his way onto this roster. And now, if you believe that there is an open spot for a backup first base type, and you think 
you know, maybe Ryan McKenna or Taron Vavra is not going to make this roster, then there's a real conversation to have about O'Hearn and Diaz and Cordero. But I just don't think the spot exists right now. I think between Taron Vavra's versatility and his practice at first base this offseason, between Rutschman and McCann having played first base in professional baseball, McCann played like 50 innings at first base for the Mets over the past couple years and, and for the White Sox as well and Tigers. Like he's done it before in the big leagues. And with the fact that the Orioles were working Anthony Santander there, they want to play him less in the outfield, although he did make that stellar catch uh, over the weekend for Team Venezuela in right field. I think they're going to play him in the outfield less. They want to first base DH him more. And he did it in his final spring training game. Played a solid first base defensively before he left for the WBC. Between those four guys, they can figure out when Mountcastle is either DHing or getting a day off. They can figure it out. And if Mountcastle does get injured and have to go on the IL, that's a different conversation. Maybe they stick one of these guys there full time, or maybe if O'Hearn or Cordero or Diaz does stick around in AAA, that's when they would call up one of those guys to play some first base for a couple weeks if Mountcastle's injured. But if it's a healthy Mountcastle and you're just looking for a, quote, backup first baseman, that's not really a position that a lot of teams look at as being super important. If you got some guys that can play there in a pinch, which they always have four of them, I think they're going to be fine. And I think that's your 13 right here because Taron Vavra, you know, he had that little shoulder issue, but he's back in the lineup now playing spring training games and seems like he's healthy and good to go. So that won't be an issue. I just think that's your 13. But next up, we go to the pitchers. And I think many more questions about which 13 pitchers the Orioles will take to Boston on opening day. I'll try to sort it out. Who's going to make the team? Making prediction 3.0 on the Orioles' arms coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. I just, I love this new sponsor of the show. This is not like any other mobile game. It's the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise, well, your dream can come true. And this game is for you. You can really, I mean, I've logged on to the app. I've played it. You can do everything. You hire your coaches. You hire your staff. You manage team finances. You scout players. You draft players. You can manage even difficult personalities on this team. Everything that goes into putting together a franchise. You go through free agency and the draft, and the trades, and all the ups and downs of a season. And of course, you're trying to win a championship. If you would like to be the general manager of a baseball team, this is the app for you. And it's challenging. It's a realistic game world. It's got everything you need. You want to download the app, and you want to play right now, and you compare your scores. And you don't need Wi-Fi to play. You can play anywhere on your phone. And Locked On Orioles listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just go and visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. So I am on to Orioles opening day roster prediction 3.0 here on the podcast, predicting the 13 pitchers and the 13 hitters the Orioles will take north to Boston on opening day on March 30th. And I went through my 13 hitters there, Rutschman, McCann, Mountcastle, Urias, Mateo, Frazier, Henderson, Mullins, Santander, Hayes, Stowers, Vavra, and McKenna. 
Now we move over to the pitchers. A little bit of a tougher group to predict. Now, in my first two opening day roster predictions of the offseason so far, the group looked a little different. And it was because I wasn't super aware, as none of us were, of the injuries in the bullpen. I had Dylan Tate locked into a spot. I had Felix Bautista locked into a spot. There's questions about both of them. We know Dylan Tate is not going to be ready for opening day. Now, he was throwing a little bit last week off a half mound, starting to make his way back. That's a good sign. But the word is he's going to be out at least all of April. So the Orioles are certainly not having maybe their most consistent reliever in Dylan Tate ready for opening day. And Felix Bautista, although we're getting more positive news about Bautista coming out as he's been throwing, and it looks like he could throw in a game this Thursday for the first time this spring training, which I think pushes him more than likely onto the opening day roster, there's still questions there. And you got Nick Vespi, who's going to throw in a spring training game, it looks like later today on Tuesday. He could be an option as well, but the injury definitely set him back. So you have some more questions. So, plus... We've seen a lot of spring training baseball. We've seen these guys pitch. And while I'm a big believer in your spring training performances, and especially your stats, do not do a lot to either push you onto or off of the opening day roster. They can put someone over the edge if it's really close out of those final roster spots. But what they can also do is change your positioning on a team. So even though you're still going to be on the opening day roster, maybe if you have a horrible spring training, your role kind of shifts as you start the season. So with those things combined, I currently have nine lock pitchers. And one of those locks is going to be Felix Bautista. I think with the timeline for him, he's going to get into a spring training game Thursday, it looks like. He said he'd like to throw in at least four spring training games before opening day to be ready. Now, the Orioles will have for Bautista, it looks like about 11 games and he'd have to get into four of them starting Thursday. You know he'll get one on Thursday, so basically three out of ten games. It's very doable, even if he's just throwing one inning. And I think it'll be close, but I think he's going to be ready for opening day. So Bautista would be the one. The rest of the relievers I'd put in the locks would be Michael Givens, CNL Perez, Brian Baker, despite the struggles this spring training, and Tyler Wells. And then my starting pitcher locks would be Kyle Gibson, Cole Irvin, Dean Kramer, and Kyle Bradish. Those would be my nine locks. I think there could be some disagreements there. I know some people are worried about Brian Baker. He hasn't looked great in spring training. But again, when he finished the season, how well he did last year and the stuff we know he has, the O's are going to put him in that bullpen, especially without Dylan Tate. And when you hear Brandon Hyde earlier this spring training say, hey, if Felix Bautista isn't ready for opening day, it's going to be a closer by committee between CNL Perez and Brian Baker. That tells you that no matter what, those two are going to be on the opening day roster. So that makes them locks for me. The four starters, no one's going to argue with that. Gibson, Irvin, Kramer, and Bradish, Dean Kramer, looking great on Sunday with Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. And then who knows what Tyler Wells' role is going to be. And again, he's had his struggles, but he's going to have some role on the opening day pitching rotation. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to AAA to start the year. So that's 9 out of 13. I do have two pitchers who I put in the most likely category. I would put both of these guys on the opening day roster. I do think they're going to be on the opening day roster, but the reason I'm not putting them as locks is because I could see a scenario where the Orioles think otherwise. Those two pitchers are Grayson Rodriguez and Austin Voth. I think Rodriguez is in the rotation. I think Voth works out of the bullpen. But they're not stone-cold locks for two different reasons. For Rodriguez... He's pitched pretty well. Fourth inning got a little bit away from him in his 
last spring training start on Sunday after three strong innings against a minor league Red Sox lineup, essentially. But he's got the stuff. He's the Orioles' top pitching prospect. He's ready to go. It's time. He's on the 40-man. Let's go. Put him in the rotation. But you never know about the Orioles potentially trying to manipulate the service time. And if they kept him down in AAA for six weeks and then brought him up, they could get an extra year of control for him. That would be horrible. I don't want them to do that at all. That would be maybe the worst case ever of manipulating service time. Could be worse than the Chris Bryant case with the Cubs, which is kind of the number one worst it's ever been done. But they could do it. I mean, we haven't seen him in the bigs yet, so it could happen. And then for Austin Voth, he's a little safer because he doesn't have minor league options. If the O's wanted to, you know, they couldn't just put him in AAA. They'd have to put him on waivers, and almost certainly another team would claim him, so they'd have to lose him. And pretty much everybody else on the pitching staff, except for Kyle Gibson, does have minor league options. So I think the O's would keep both, but he has definitely struggled in spring training. Those struggles continued on Saturday. So I'm a little worried, but I do think they'll at least start him in the bullpen and kind of see what happens there. So there's 11 spots, which leaves just two spots left on the pitching staff. And I would put five players right on the bubble for those two spots, and then four more pitchers kind of on the outside looking in with a very small chance. So the five right on the bubble, I would say, are D.L. Hall, Mike Bauman, Andrew Politti, Keegan Aiken, and Spencer Watkins. Those would be the five vying for two spots. And then my very outside chance would be Joey Crable, Yenier Cano, Logan Gillespie, and Nick Vespi. I would say out of those outside chance four, you could really argue that Vespi probably deserves to be more so on the bubble. And I could be convinced there hey, you know what, let's put, let's put Vespi on the bubble. Let's make it six on the bubble, three on the outside chance. We'll put Vespi up there as the sixth guy there as long as he's healthy. So looking at the outside chance guys first, Joey Crable spent almost all of last season in the Orioles' bullpen. He was good early. He was not so good late. Got sent down to AAA. He's been an absolute disaster this spring training. He did have a one, two, three inning with two strikeouts in his last appearance, but I just think he was too much on the bubble anyway. And to be that bad early, he's going to be in AAA. Yenier Cano, I think, has promise. He just needs to work on the command a little bit more, so we'll see him in AAA. And I think Logan Gillespie is just a nice up-down guy. I think he'll pitch in the big leagues a little bit out of the Orioles' bullpen this year, just not to start the year, and he'll be good AAA depth. So that brings us to the six guys I put on the bubble. We'll start with Nick Vespi. I think with the hernia surgery he had this offseason, although he's going to get in a spring training game today, which means he'll probably be pretty much ready by opening day. I just think the O's are going to be cautious. And with the fact that he was... Not a lock anyway. He was going to be on the bubble anyway if he wasn't injured. I think the injury just sets him back even further, which means, yeah, if there's other injuries, he could make it. But I think they'll build him up a little more, start him in AAA, and he will certainly be in the big leagues at some point this year. I just don't think he'll have a spot to open the year. Then there's Spencer Watkins, who I kind of moved up from outside chance to the bubble because he's just pitched so well this spring training, and a lot of it's been later in games and against more AAA hitters than big league hitters, but still, he's been amazing. He's probably been the Orioles' best pitcher in spring training so far. He's added some stuff. His stuff looks crisper. His velocity is way up on his fastball and his cutter. So I think he has a chance. Now, I've said this a lot about Spencer Watkins. You know, I just don't know if he can fit in a bullpen role because of how he's more of a kitchen sink guy and not like a dominant pitch guy. Those guys tend to do better as starters over long periods in games instead of in one-inning stints. Now, he's pitched out of the bullpen a little bit with the Orioles, but has mainly been a starter in Baltimore the last two years. And as good as he was last year, the Orioles' rotation has just gotten better. Not a lot better, but better heading into this year. And I think it's squeezed Watkins out. Now, if there's an injury to a starter, I can see Spencer Watkins being the number one guy that, that 
gets in there and, and gets the, kind of the number five spot. But for now, I don't know if they put him in the bullpen, which means I think he'll start the year in AAA. Then you have the other four. Keegan Aiken, Bauman, Politti, and D.L. Hall. Now we'll start with Andrew Politti. He was the Rule 5 pick for the Orioles this offseason from the Red Sox. He was really, really good to start spring training. And then last week, he just he had a bad day on Thursday against the Phillies. Just got blown up, gave up a couple of home runs. His stuff didn't look super crisp. I still don't think that sets him back a lot. He's going to be right on the bubble here because the O's picked him because they clearly like him. But unless he's injured, you have to keep him on the active roster all season if you want to keep him around. And that's a big commitment to a guy who is not a lock on this roster right now. And on a team where a bullpen's really good and a team that's trying to make the playoffs, it can be tough to keep a Rule 5 guy. Now, the Orioles used to do it in the buck years and, and find a way to get guys on the roster, but sometimes they couldn't, especially with relief pitchers when their bullpens were so good. And that's kind of where we're back to. I think he's going to have all the shots in the world to make this team. I just think he's going to come up just short. And unless there's an injury, I could see him being maybe the, the last cut. And I get that the O's would maybe prioritize him over someone like Mike Bauman because Bauman has options. You can just put Bauman in AAA, whereas you can't put Politi in AAA. You either he has to, has to make the team or you send him back to Boston. I get that. But I just think the upside might be higher with other guys on a team that's that's trying to win games. Then there's D.L. Hall, who, if I were the GM, I'd put him on the opening day roster right now. I wouldn't care that he's not built up as a starter. I'd put him in the bullpen, let him loose. It would be electric, like it was at the end of last season. But the O's again have said he is not ready to be a starter on opening day, and they're trying to build him up as a starter. Now, he did throw a live bullpen on Saturday. Brandon Hyde said Sunday that it went very, very well. He is scheduled to throw another one today here on Tuesday and then hoping to get into spring training games by the end of this week or early next week. He's certainly not going to be built up by then as a starter. But he thinks, Hall does, he'll be built up at least and ready to be a reliever on opening day if the Orioles want to go down that path. Now, I want the Orioles to go down that path. But everything the O's say... Sounds to me, and I've said this before over the last couple of weeks, like they want to fully build him up as a starter before they make a decision. So because he won't be ready to do that by opening day, I think they're going to send him to AAA Norfolk. He's going to start opening day for the Tides. He's going to make a couple of three-inning, four-inning, five-inning starts, and then they'll make that decision on what they want to do with him. But I do think he's going to start the year, unfortunately, in AAA because he's one of the best 13 pitchers, no question about it, in camp. And for a team that's trying to go to the playoffs, which the Orioles are, you should go north with your 13 best pitchers. But I don't think they're going to do that just the way they've been talking. So that leaves the two guys that I think are going to take those final two spots. And that would be Mike Bauman and Keegan Aiken. Now, I know Mike Bauman did get hit around on Saturday. Didn't look good. Ended up giving up six earned runs in his final inning of work. But before that, Bauman had been... Maybe it'd been Spencer Watkins and Bauman, the two most dominant pitchers in Orioles camp so far. So it's just one blemish in spring. I'll wipe that away. The stuff looks good. The fastball velo is good. The breaking stuff looks better. His command looks better than it's looked in the past couple of years. And he can give you kind of a hybrid role. He has the stuff to pitch as a one-inning guy, but he's also been a starter for years. So he can still give you length out of the bullpen and make a spot start if you need it. He's pitched in both roles for the Orioles over the past two years. I don't think he has anything else to learn or gain out of pitching in AAA. And I think it's just time to put him on the roster and see what he can do. And then Keegan Aiken is basically here because D.L. Hall is not. If I had my way, 
I'd put Hall on here and I'd start Keegan Aiken in AAA, but because I don't think the Orioles are going to put Hall in the Major League bullpen to start the year, that opens this spot for Keegan Aiken. I think he gives the O's more than Nick Vespi does right now. So in terms of lefties, I would put Aiken on this roster. He'd kind of work in that fireman hybrid role like he did when he was really good early in 2022. And Aiken has pitched well, three scoreless innings so far in spring training. And hopefully he can continue that and at least be a viable piece out of the bullpen. Now I will say, there's my 13 pitchers. If Felix Bautista is not ready for opening day, Andrew Politti would be the next guy up for me. I think they'd keep the Rule 5 guy on the roster and try to see what he has before they uh, would potentially have to send him back to Boston. And again, as I said, if D.L. Hall would get in the bullpen, which is what I would do, he would take the spot of Keegan Aiken. But there's your 13 pitchers. Gibson, Irvin, Kramer, Bradish, Rodriguez, Bautista, Givens, Perez, Baker, Wells, Voth, Bauman, and Aiken as my 13 pitchers. So coming up next to finish off the pod, I'll take a look at those 26 players I just predicted, map out what a starting lineup could look like on opening day, what a rotation could look like, and what the roles could be to start the year in the Orioles bullpen. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drain. And I continue to say it here on this podcast, but just take the over on points, assists, and rebounds for Nikola Jokic. He's going to win MVP. Just take the over every single time. And plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I've predicted my 26 players that I think will make the opening day roster for the Orioles head to Boston on March 30th. Again, the hitters, Rutschman, McCann, Mountcastle, Arias, Mateo, Frazier, Henderson, Mullins, Santander, Hayes, Stowers, Vavra, and McKenna. And the 13 pitchers being Gibson, Irvin, Kramer, Bradish, and Rodriguez. Bautista, Givens, Perez, Baker, Wells, Voth, Bauman, and Aiken. So those are my 26 guys I'm predicting. Now, I'm going to do a couple more opening day roster prediction episodes before opening day, but that's 3.0. That's the prediction. So with those 26 players, the next question becomes, what are their roles? What does it look like on opening day? So let's start with the lineup. We did find out some news on Sunday that would impact the Orioles opening day lineup. It looks like Chris Sale will not be the Red Sox opening day starter. O's go to Boston March 30th to open the season. And Alex Cora said on Sunday it's not going to be Chris Sale. And it looks like he said it and reports pointing to it. It looks like, surprisingly, Corey Kluber, the veteran Corey Kluber, may be the Red Sox opening day starter. Of course, a right-hander, former Cy Young winner, who's just been more of a, a veteran innings eater guy the past couple of years after his injuries. But they'll get a right-hander who the Orioles have seen a lot on the hill. So with not knowing for sure, but having a better idea of who'd be pitching for the Red Sox that day, because the O's are going to do a lot of platoons, a lot of matchups in their lineups like they did last year. Here would be my prediction on the Orioles opening day lineup. Cedric Mullins leads it off and plays center field. Adley Rutschman catches and hits second. Gunnar Henderson at third base, hitting third. Anthony Santander in right field, hitting fourth. 
Ryan Mountcastle at first base, bats fifth. Ramon Arias, despite winning a gold glove, is your DH and bats sixth. Kyle Stowers in left field, batting seventh. And then I would probably put, maybe split up the lefty, so I'd go Jorge Mateo eighth, playing shortstop, and Adam Frazier at second base, batting ninth. Of course, that would leave McKenna, Vavra, and Austin Hayes on the bench for the Orioles on opening day, along with the backup catcher, James McCann. So that would be the lineup. And I think it looks like we haven't gotten the announcement yet. Brandon Hyde did say Sunday that the Orioles would announce sometime after Wednesday's off day who the opening day starter will be. My prediction is Kyle Gibson at this point. He's the veteran that came in, been paid the most money for any Orioles free agent under Michael Elias, gets his one-year $10 million deal earlier this offseason. We know he's one of the two Stone Cold locks along with Irvin to be in the rotation. He's going to be the innings eater, kind of replacing Jordan Lyles. He started once before on opening day with the Rangers back in 2021, the only guy with that experience on this team. I think you just got to give it to Gibson because he's done it before and he's your veteran presence you brought in. And this is something that Nathan Ruiz over the Baltimore Sun has done a good job kind of tracking and writing about over there is that if you track how the O's have been using starting pitchers throughout these spring training games, a rotation is kind of lining up like this if everyone stays on track. Kyle Gibson, the number one, he would go opening day. Then Dean Kramer, two. Kyle Bradish, three. Cole Irvin, four. And Grayson Rodriguez, five. Now, right now, he's talking about how other guys are kind of pitching in the number two role because Dean Kramer is away with the team, pitching for Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. But that Kramer spot would be number two, which would also line him up to start the home opener on April 6th against the Yankees, which would be a good good move and a good reward for him for pitching so well and having the bounce back season last year. But that's what the rotation is kind of lining up to be, and that's what I would predict as well. So it takes you to the bullpen. Felix Bautista, as long as he's healthy and on this roster, would be the closer. Your high leverage guys at this point would be CNL Perez, Brian Baker, and Michael Givens. And then you would basically have kind of four bridge slash long relief slash can pitch in any role guys in Mike Bauman, Keegan Aiken, Tyler Wells, and Austin Voth. And I think that gives you a really, really versatile bullpen for the Orioles to start the year with some good depth in AAA ready to come help in terms of arms if you need it. So that's the prediction 3.0 on the Orioles opening day roster. It's going to change. I'm going to do at least two more of these before opening day. And again, we're going to get more news about injuries, more news about different things coming up for this team. And again, it will change. But here on March 14th, that is my prediction. So that'll do it for today's episode. I'll be back tomorrow. Kind of talking Orioles play on the field. Televised game Monday, televised game Tuesday. How about that? Back-to-back days with a televised spring training game. Neither televised by Masson, but you can watch them in other ways. So I'll break down what I got to see in those two games coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.